Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How would you like to get your brand and an advert for it gently teased into the earphones of 100,000 highly engaged listeners, both within this show and promoting our partnership across ACAST's other hit podcasts? Well, you can. We will even get creative and make the ad for you. Contact us through producerpool.co.uk and we will tell you all about the available sponsorship offers. Today on Fantasy 5, wrestlers versus rock stars. This is the podcast where we, the noise next door, create five-a-side football teams using characters from fiction, history and real life. Then we see these teams battle it out on the pitch to see who will be crowned victorious. I'm Matt and I'm joined by Robin and we are this week's pundits. It is our job to provide cutting, criticism and key insight into the manager's lineups. And later on, we'll be in charge of the highlights from today's exciting fixture. Today our managers are Tom and Sam. It's very exciting. These guys are currently equal top of the leaderboard. So today we'll put one of them further in the lead, unless it's an unsatisfying draw. Uh, Tom, what's your team? My team is Rockstars FC. And I just have to clarify, right at the top here, I am limited uh, in my picking from sort of hard rockers from the 70s and 80s, like proper rockers, like no shooby-doo 60 rock and rollers or any skater boys or emo kids from the 90s onwards. Some 41 are going to be sad. Pop punk, Robin. But they're, they're sadly, were only barely born. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, uh, are you actually like into that, that kind of rock? You strike me as more of a T-Swift kind of guy. Yes, I'm much more into your T-Swifts and your My Size. Um, is that what people call Miley Cyrus? I don't know. Uh, you know it is. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like rock. I think I'm probably a bit more modern in my taste, but I've really enjoyed this deep dive into 70s, 80s hard rock. It's been fun. Beautiful. Sam, what's your team? Oh, I've got wrestlers. Albion, Matt. I've been given in this, in, in all of the matches, I've had friends. I've, I've had uh, Game of Thrones. This is all just stuff I love. And now it's wrestlers. I mean, hopefully next time I get to play, it will just be footballers. And then and then it'll all be everything I need. <laughs> yeah, no, next time, Sam, unfortunately, you're going to have famous vegans, which you'll really enjoy. <laughs> I quit the noise next door. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fantastic stuff. And of course, Sam, it's WrestleMania this week. So a uh, hot oh. topic, right? Only the second time in history that it's a two-day WrestleMania, first time in history that it's a two-day NXT TakeOver, and, of course, the 2020 and 21 Hall of Fame ceremonies on the Tuesday. Oh, we're going to be here for fucking hours when Sam's talking about wrestling, (laughs) aren't we? Well, if you want to hear these hours of wrestling chat, please do head over to iTunes, Stitch or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast and follow and review Fantasy Five with the lovely five stars, please. Now, without further ado, let's hear those Fantasy Fives. So, Tom, rock stars, tell us what's up. I'll tell you what's up, Matt. The, the, the best thing 
about making this Rockstars team is not only have I made what I think you'll agree is an exceptional football team, but I've also made a band. I have made a five-piece powerhouse of rock music and therefore footballing talent. Let me let me talk to you about what I've done. I've had a fun week. I'm starting up front with uh, one of my strikers. Uh, and what is a striker if not a frontman? And who is the most entertaining frontman in heavy rock's history? Alice Cooper, ladies and gentlemen. Sure, sure. I'm sure people know who Alice Cooper is, but if not, he sort of looks like your maddest auntie uh, crossed with a skeleton in heavy eyeliner. <laughs> That's the sort of visual vibe he gives off. And uh, he's he's an icon of uh, rock in the 70s and 80s. He's produced a couple of bangers over the years. Poison, School's Out, No More Mr. Nice Guy. And he will assuredly produce a couple of bangers on the pitch today. Uh, you guys know Alice Cooper, right? Yeah. He did um, He did the stuff with Run DMC as well, didn't he? He did Walk This Way with Run DMC. That was oh, Aerosmith. No. That's Aerosmith. That's uh, fronted <laughs> by Alice Cooper. So uh, That's uh, don't, by don't, Steven don't Google Tyler. it. Don't Google it. it I is. didn't have to. Everyone knows that Aerosmith oh. is fronted by Stephen Tyler. So when you said, do you know who Alice Cooper is? And I said, yeah. The answer to that question, actually, so it turns out, is no. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, then, Robin, let me educate you on the sort of dude Cooper is. The main oh, reason he's a man? Yes. His first name is Alice. But you also said he fronted Aerosmith, so you knew it was a man, even though you were wrong about that. Nah, that's a good point. Well made. You are all over the place, mate. Mm. Listen, the main reason to pick the Coop is his, is his flair, his creativity, his unparalleled showmanship. He oozes swagger. No one puts on a show like Alice Cooper. Um, I'm just going to give you some of the things that are part of his live show and therefore will be part of his footballing tactics. Whilst on the pitch at any moment, Alice could be flanked by an army of dancing skeletons. Ooh. Ooh. Doesn't count as extra players because they're dead. Uh, he could literally, in the middle of the pitch, sprout four spider legs and crawl all over the stage. And more legs means more kicking, which means more goals, which means more football, which means more winning. Right? He could, this is a good one, he could bring out Cold Ethel. Uh, Cold Ethel is a horrifying corpse dummy that he pretends to have sex with for his necrophilia anthem, Cold Ethel. Uh, it's not really used for football, that one, but I thought that you should know. <laughs> Does he still do that? Is he, is he like, yeah. still active? He yeah. was born, I've just, I've just had a little Google, because I, I don't know who he is famously. He was born in 1948. He was. He's 73 years old. He shouldn't be doing that on stage. He should be getting a state pension and having a Werther's Originals. He is still touring and Cold Ethel is still part of the act every night. I guess I guess now now that he's so old, it does it's it's less actual necrophilia now. It's just that's the person closest to his age. Yeah, it's closer enough. to an accident that could have just happened. It would be much uh, worse if it was a 30-year-old, wouldn't it? Because that's just too yeah. far. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Now, like, you know, spiders and skeletons and your know, sex with dead people. It sounds like a lot of sort of cliche metal so showmanship, but Alice Cooper is the reason this stuff is now cliche. He invented this stuff. He is the reason that skulls and devils and drop-kicking babies into the crowd is part of heavy rock imagery. Uh, just for clarity there, he has a song called Dead Babies where he drop-kicks little gross dead baby dolls off the stage. He uh, sounds truly <laughs> awful. But it's all part of this, like, over-the-top, it's totally cartoonish. Right. Um, and he, he he invented shock rock. Uh, he's the reason that, like, so many metal albums have skulls and devils and stuff, because he was the one that sort of pioneered this horrific imagery as part of metal music. Um, 
we should talk about uh, resilience. Uh, he's going to be very tough. You know, a lot of strikers are flimsy ankled. They go down to the box. Alice is going to survive anything because uh, every night on stage, he gets his head cut off with a guillotine. Um, <laughs> he survived thousands of beheadings and hundreds of hangings as well. Also, he can easily escape a medical straitjacket. A little tackle is not going to be bothering Alice. I have a question about this. Um, so this is Alice Cooper's own show where he gets yeah. guillotined. It's his own yeah. show. So yeah. there is an argument that, yes, he does escape guillotining, but there's also an argument that he's just failing to get the job done. Which is it? Is he escaping the guillotine or is he not doing a good enough job at guillotining? Robin, he doesn't escape the guillotine. He gets his head cut off and then does the end of the show with no head. This is utterly mental. He is that resilient. What you're saying is this is our kids edinburgh show from 2018 <laughs> <laughs> right exactly um except yeah. in that one it's we chop a, a parent's head off oh, and yes, then the, the child gets really upset and we have to go no no no, no it's okay it's pretend it's pretend but yeah uh also also, guys, uh, he has multiple giant live snakes that he uses on stage and could unleash on the football pitch. My fir- personal favourite is uh, Julius Squeezer. That's good, isn't it? Um, <laughs> That's so whimsical for someone who has a song about dead babies. Well, he is quite whimsical. He's like, he's over the top. It's gore to the point of, of ridiculousness. Like when he first came out in the 70s, he was really trying to upset people. But these days it's like, look at me, I'm the devil. I'm juggling babies. It's sort of really silly these days. This um, this is not what I thought Alice Cooper was at all. And like now that I've actually looked at his discography, like School's Out, I remember that track. But that's just like a really nice song that is about the summer holidays and half term. I just don't think it matches with his... He's doing a bit about half term, but now I just think that that would stand out in a set list. It's like he's a big fan of Famous Five. <laughs> yeah. to make a song for it. Yeah. Oh, we should do Famous Five, Fantasy Five. Be an easy team though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, look. Alice is a legend of, of rock music, but I'd like to let him explain why he's, uh, why he's the top pick um, using his own lyrics uh, from the album Alice Cooper Goes to Hell. I am the coolest. I am the greatest. I am the baddest. I am the smoothest. I'm just the best. That's the sort of astonishing lyrics he writes, but also <laughs> he's the coolest, greatest, baddest, smoothest and best, so why wouldn't you pick him? Alice Cooper, my striker and my lead singer. Lovely. Moving on, what next? Got a second striker. Of course I do. We're on the attack. We're rock stars, baby. My second striker is my second vocalist, but also my bassist. It is Gene Simmons. Robin, this is another man with a woman's name. Just to <laughs> let you know right off the bat, I don't want there to be any confusion. I think I know this one. This is this is Kiss, isn't it? Gene Simmons this is Kiss. is Kiss. Yeah. Gene Simmons is the, uh, the thumping rhythmic heartbeat at the core of the band Kiss. I'm sure those listening will probably be familiar with the iconic face-painted, black leather-clad, cape-wearing rocker who is also known as The Demon. He's basically, he's the most famous one in KISS. If you're picturing a member of KISS, he's the one you're picturing. Right. (laughs) Let's talk about his skills. As a bassist, not great. He was not a very good bassist. (laughs) Yeah, he was fine. Because of solid rhythm, nothing special. But as as Gene said in an interview when asked, uh, do you think you're one of the great rock bass players? He said, no, of course not. Don't be stupid. But that doesn't matter. That was never the point. 
You see, Gene, Wiz Gene's not about revolutionising music. He was about rocking out, getting really rich, and uh, and getting to know his female fans. Uh, this <laughs> this this is the area where Gene is a certified maestro. Uh, Simmons claims you'll like this, or you'll hate it. Uh, Simmons <laughs> claims to have slept with about four thousand eight hundred women. <laughs> Which is uh, which is uh, something, isn't it? At what point do you reckon he lost count? That's what I want to know. When did it become about? Well, I'll go on to explain why there there is a sort there is a level of accuracy to this. Um, he is now happily married, um, and it's obviously there's just just one now these days. But his wife said that before uh, they got married, they had a bit of a ceremony where they burned, in her words about 5,000 Polaroid photographs that commemorated the occasions. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. this guy's not a good dude, is he? No, I, yeah, <laughs> caveat, caveat, most of my team have got, like, horrible skeletons in the closet, or not really in the closet anymore. Some of them are literally dancing next to them. But, uh, yeah, they're not all good dudes. But then they're not here to be nice. They're here to win football. Um, but look, 4,800 women... The, the, he can bang it away, you know. He can score. <laughs> and Gene, Gene is not an attractive man. He is an uncomfortable-looking dude. He's not very good at bass guitar or singing, yeah? But he was in Kiss. Right place, right time, scores. That is deadly striker material right there. He's, uh, to use Sam's catchphrase, two words, Andy Cole. You know, not very special, but boy, did he score. You know, he was he played for the right team at the right time and he could get the job done. Mm -hmm. My main concern is that it is that historical cases are going to be raised against Gene and he's not going to make it to the pitch. He's going to be arrested. It sounds like him. I feel like Alice, from what you've said, sort of does it a little bit tongue in cheek. Like he Alice? sort of knows that it is a bit of a pastiche. Alice, Alice, Alice Cooper, <laughs> my friend Alice. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was another rock joke for you, Robin. You yeah, you, you didn't get, it. you didn't catch that, did you? Oh, <laughs> I shouldn't be doing rock. Um, uh, Alice Cooper, though, it sounds like he was doing like a cool, like I don't know, sort of like a little bit of a pantomime type thing, like you know, purposely over the top. Whereas Gene Simmons sounds like a bit of a dick. Is that is that fair? He, he has certainly said some quite uncomfortable things in interviews in recent years, but he's always very quick to apologise and go, yeah, sorry, I sort of just said said it, and then I looked back at what I said, and I, that was stupid, wasn't it? He's actually quite good at apologising quite quickly, which is quite good. I, I didn't look into every allegation against every one of my team because frankly who has the time yeah. uh but you know he's not in jail or anything so yeah fair enough let's move on uh, <laughs> right kiss's biggest hits of course rock and roll all night crazy crazy nights creatures of the night very fond of the night they were so if it's an evening game and i think i'm the home team today so it's an evening game you know the late <laughs> picture with quinzini loves nighttime um Couple of extra facts. He's an expert fire breather, and has is is known for his long and dexterous tongue. Um, so if he's going for a header, but it's a bit far away, he could maybe just get the extra few inches with the tongue and tongue it in. Just an option, isn't it? That's why he slept with four thousand eight hundred women. It might be part of it. He <laughs> <laughs> can breathe through his ears. Uh, okay, so the, and also, hey, that does mean he's physically fit, isn't he? If he's if he's doing the taking photos and 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 banging away all, all the time, yeah. Also, it was just banging. Obviously, a lot of rock and rollers. There's a lot of drugs and alcohol. Whereas Gene doesn't drink or do drugs at all. 
He oh. just he just bangs. He's just a non-stop bang. He also speaks five languages. Oh wow. So, you know, there's more there's more to meet the eye. Honey lingus. <laughs> German, Hungarian, Hebrew, Japanese and English actually. Uh those are those are the ones he speaks. Um yeah, like he's an interesting guy and uh, a big ugly idiot that bangs loads of women. So there he is, another striker. Done. All right. Who else he got? <laughs> probably, probably going to be further back. Are we am I right? Further back what? Oh, you from, mean on, from a striker. You mean next up. Next yeah. up. Yeah, sorry. I was like where's G? No. Next up, in midfield, and on lead guitar, remember this is a band as well as a team, one word, don't need two words, Sam, who needs two words, I need one, Slash. The Guns and Roses Axeman is an icon of rock music, leather, denim, tattoos, aviators, and a waterfall of black hair emerging from that top hat. Robin, do you know who Slash is now? I do know who. I already knew who Slash was, actually. I, my my mum was quite a big Guns N' Roses fan growing up. You know how like you end up liking the music your mum listens to? Yeah. That's why I've got like a real love of both Celtic rock, Guns N' Roses, and the beautiful South. So uh, <laughs> wow. that's my, my music Eclectic. taste. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's talk Slash. Why, why is he my midfielder? Um, as a guitarist, he's known for his precision fingering. Which is probably why your mum likes him. No. Um, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's known for his precision fingering. So, of course, on the football pitch, that's just that's precision footwork, isn't it? He's lauded for his astonishing tempo. Tempo is just another word for pace, isn't it? Yeah, rapid. Also, he's nimble up and down the fretboard, dexterous up and down the pitch. I'll be honest, he might be a little bit selfish on the ball. It is not uncommon for him to take a three-minute solo in a song that is only five <laughs> minutes long. But those solos are spectacular, and in a full match, he is bound to score at least one dazzling solo effort that pretty much ignores everyone else on the pitch, because that's how he goes. You know, bam, top corner, in it goes. Goal, crowd goes well. An attacking threat, clearly, clearly an attacking threat, but also... Not unwilling to get back and help out in defence and nick the ball off the opposition. Because, I learnt this, the iconic top hat that he wears on stage every night, he actually nicked that. He stole it. In 1985, Guns N' Roses were on the way to a gig and he went into a tailor's shop and he stole the hat. Uh, wow. just, just on his way there. And not only that, but that little belt that's around the hat. He nicked that from the shop next door. <laughs> My word. Oh, that's yeah. really funny. Do you know if, if it's... Has it always been the same hat? Uh, I think uh, over the... You know, it's been a long time and sure. now yeah, he yeah. has updated the hat. Right. But the one he wore consistently, the, 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 the iconic one. Um, so, yeah, he nicked the hat, nicked the thing, and then he was crafty enough to uh, put it t- together in the green room backstage just before the gig. Um, he went on that night and, and wears it every night on stage. Um, so he's crafty. And he's good at stealing things. You know, he'll get back, nip in there, nip the ball, up he goes, three-minute-long solo, goal. <laughs> I, I, do th- I, I do agree with you that he seems to be a man of many talents, but I, I think it's a stretch to call someone attaching a belt to a hat crafty. Oh, well. That's just putting a belt on, isn't it, really? Uh, no, man, that's Pinterest. That's, you know, like, that'd be huge on that. <laughs> oh, look at that, they put a belt on a hat. Yeah, if Slash <laughs> opened up an Etsy store, he'd be... Yeah. I mean, if Slash opened up an Etsy story, yeah! it would sell very well. But the point is, <laughs> it's this is marketable stuff. He takes what he wants, he turns it into something iconic, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're right about the selfishness. I, I would be worried about that, but I feel like your team is made of egos. And I feel like yeah. having somebody that's super selfish in the middle of the park actually is just going to 
make everybody they're all going to want to have a chance to be that selfish right they're all going to want to have their moment in the sun so i don't actually think that's necessarily a huge problem with a a team full of the egos that you've got on your team uh yeah also a bit of synergy he also owns multiple large snakes uh just you know oh brilliant there's a lot of snake ownership in the team which i think is i I think is good for for reasons i choose not to go into not because i can't think of them well no but the the snakes are likely to be the accessories we love accessories yeah we love accessories i mean i'm picturing them all with full you know instruments at all times just because they've got to be ready to rock out so i guess if i can have snake and guitar then i'm fine with it excuse me i was only allowed one individual dragon in game of thrones so you can have one item and be happy with it uh, as as oh. the referee for this, I actually think that the problem with the dragons was that you had multiple of the same one, uh, the same thing. So like, I'm not going to allow Alice to have multiple snakes and I'm not having Slash having... Mo- they're allowed one each and uh, they can have an instrument. Uh, yeah, I'm going to allow both. But, but you, they, can't have, they can't have more than one instrument. I don't want to see any acoustic guitar nonsense coming out. I'm not having no. any kumbaya Slash taking their electric. Acoustic. Good. All right, yeah, in that case, I'll allow it this time. Judge rules. <laughs> right. My defender, next up... Uh, my defender and my rhythm guitarist, also backup vocalist, is Joan Jett. Joan Jett is my defiant, snarling central defender. If you don't know Jett, educate yourselves. Robin? <laughs> Actual woman, Robin. <laughs> uh, Joan Jett, is she from the Jets? No. <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> then no, I don't know, do I? Obviously. Right. Joan Jett rocketed to stardom in the 70s as part of one of the first all-female rock bands, The Runaways, and then went on to form Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. She's probably best known for I Love Rock and Roll, yeah? Oh, that's a banger. That's It's a banger, exactly. But she's so much more than that. As a guitarist, uh, Jet plays hard, you know? Uh, she She's perfectly surrounds the line between heavy metal and punk, and her riffs are like full of bite and edge, just like her bloody tackles are going to be on the pitch. Other teams will fear her, but she's not here to make friends. Another one of her songs lets us know that she don't give a damn about her reputation. I'm expecting a lot of yellow cards. She's not She's not a flashy player, you know? She's, she is about three-chord power rock. Leave the twiddling to slash. She's here to keep things moving, smashing expectations on other people's shin bones. Um, <laughs> if things get really rough and tumble out there, and this is a wrestling team we're going up against, so I'm thinking they might, she does have an extra trick, uh, which is actual explosives. Um, she's Ooh. got a cherry bomb. And they can be scary, Tom. Yeah, right? Both alarming and violent. Isn't a cherry bomb an ice cream? I know it's a type of <laughs> shot you can buy in Reflex. Well, I'm sure there are ice creams and shots named after cherry bombs, but they're small, round, red explosive devices yeah, that but like, sure teenagers in America you know used for, to throw at people. Do you know for certain that that's what the song was about and it wasn't about ice cream? <laughs> I'm just checking that you know that for a fact. Goes around brain freezing people. Yeah, that's dangerous. I'm scared of that. I'm willing to if it is if the song is about the ice cream. I'm willing to accept that she would walk around with an ice cream. You know, <laughs> I I didn't feel the need to research whether it was about the ice cream or the explosive <laughs> device because I felt like it was clear. But if well. if someone can prove me otherwise, I'll she will walk out to that pitch with an ice cream in her back pocket. <laughs> well, actually, I have just googled and she is vegan, so it won't be an ice cream. It might be a sorbet, um, but it's not. It isn't. It isn't going to be an ice cream. <laughs> right. Finally, I need a goalkeeper and, of course, a drummer. You know, makes sense. Back of the stage, back of the pitch, on the sticks, between the sticks, keeps the beat keeps the team from being beaten. Obviously, your drummer is your goalkeeper, but who, you know? 
Guys, this is a question for you. What is the part of the body that both drummers and goalkeepers use all the time? The hands. Hands, yeah. I also agree with Robin. You would think so, wouldn't you? Hand feet. Yeah. But my goalkeeper and my drummer is Rick Allen from Def Leppard. And for most of his career, he's only had one. <laughs> he's got one hand and he's a drummer. Yep. Oh, that is cool. Rick Allen was a wonder kid, right? He started young and he became Def Leppard's full-time drummer on his 15th birthday. He got out of the gates early. Wow. Um, yeah, which is young to start as a goalkeeper, so he's got a lot of experience. After three albums, Def Leppard had become a household name in heavy rock uh, with Alan's rumbling percussion lines, earning him the nickname The Thunder God. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> but in 1984, Alan was involved in a, a horrible traffic accident where he lost his left arm, which is, you know, pretty much that's the end of a drumming career, isn't it? Understandably, the band took a hiatus, but in 1986, they took to the stage again with Alan on the stick single, <laughs> and he developed a whole new way to play with a customised drum pit kit that involved more pedals, um, so he could play uh, with more, more, more of the drums with his, his feet. Um, they did this first show, and he didn't miss a bloody beat. In 1987, Def Leppard go on to release their album Hysteria, which sells over 25 million copies worldwide. It's one of the highest-selling albums of all time. And Alan's new drum style is one of the big reasons that they thought it was such a successful like launch. It even goes even higher for Def Leppard from that point on. That is so cool. I didn't yeah. know that at all. That's a really cool story. Yeah. It's wild, right? It's perseverance, determination, adaptability. Uh, you, also, these wrestlers, all right... They're a basic bunch, aren't they? I mean, I don't know who he's picked, but they're not going to be the smartest cookies. And uh, they're going to underestimate a guy with one arm, but he is just as adept at drumming with one arm. He will be just as adept at goalkeeping with one arm. I'm, I'm talking tactically. That's going to get into their head. This one-arm goalkeeper saving everything. It's going to be good. Uh, if, if you're sitting there thinking, what's that Def Leppard song? The one you're trying to remember is Pour Some Sugar On Me. That's the, that's the one you're hey. trying to remember. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. It's my goalkeeper, Rick Allen. Does his uh, drum kit, if it's uh, slightly special, is it larger than the average drum kit, taking up more area of the goal? It looks very much. <laughs> uh, it looks very much like a similar drum kit. I sort of started answering that before I realised you were trying to give me a bigger drum kit for goalkeeping reasons. Honestly, <laughs> it looks like a regular drum kit, but he's just got more stuff that's hooked up to pedals. I suppose, though, uh, if he's got more pedals, more stuff hooked up to pedals, that is going to make him less nimble in the area because he's he's got more pedals to. You know, his feet are busier all the time because obviously. Now, listen. You, this is on you. You didn't need to do this, but you've pitched both a band and a football team, which which is not in the brief, but you've gone for it. So he's yeah. going to be playing. He's going to be playing music, meaning yeah. his feet are going to be busy whilst the game is happening. So yeah. I would just worry about like the instantaneous sort of reflexes of going from you know bottom left corner to bottom right corner if if needed. That's going to be tricky. Look. I realise that I've made this more difficult myself by insisting that my team are a band as well, but I couldn't pass <laughs> up the opportunity. I, are they just going to be playing the entire match? It's going to make it very exciting, you know? It, not many football matches have customizable rock soundtracks, but this one bloody does. I've got a few people on the bench that didn't quite make the team, but I should let you know. Lemmy from Motorhead. You know, he's a decent player, but he lacks the competitive edge. Win some, lose some. It's all the same to him. I got Chrissy Hines from the Pretenders on the bench. She's a great defensive man marker. 
Yeah, she'll stand by you. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen, epic guitarist. Good if we need a target man in the box. He'll jump for the ball. Joe Strummer from The Clash would normally be the last man on my bench, but he has been suspended and injured uh, at the moment after a nasty incident with the referee. He fought the law and the law won. <laughs> so instead, I've got Metallica's James Hetfield, and frankly, nothing else matters. That's my team. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Do you want to run us through one more time? Who are your fantasy five? Yes, indeed. Up front, I have got Alice Cooper and Gene Simmons. In the middle of the park, we've got Slash. In defence, it's Joan Jett. And in goal, it's Rick Allen. Beautiful things. Next up, we'll have Sam with his wrestling team after a few messages. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. We're now joined with Sam and his team of wrestlers. And Sam, you love wrestlers, don't you? Listen, Tom may have made a band, but I've made a faction more powerful than the NWO and DX combined. I'm going to start in midfield. Uh, I've got a very powerful midfield. uh, And I'm going to begin with a divisive figure. Not everyone will like this decision, but I'm going to pick John Cena. Now, although he is a 16-time world champion and a four-time tag champ with four different partners, so we know he's good in a team, this is going to be divisive. Um, because he's got a kind of love-hate relationship with wrestling fans. You either love him or you hate him. However, if you hate him, you want to see him lose. And if you love him, you want to see him win. So everyone's going to watch regardless. If you don't know who he is, he is uh, breaking into Hollywood at the moment. Uh, He's a massive, massive dude who is in uh, Suicide Squad coming up. He's also in the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, Do we know who he is? Oh, I do. Yeah, I do know who he is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a big boy. He's a a big, big boy. Um, I want to take you back to his first ever... His first ever televised match on WWE programming. He answered Kurt Angle's open challenge. Now, Kurt Angle is a legit Olympic gold medal wrestler. And John Cena answered his challenge. Didn't win, but took him to the very limit. Why? Because he has ruthless aggression. That was his tagline for a really long time. And you need that sort of ruthless aggression in the middle of the park. Uh, Later on, uh, as his career developed, you know what he became? He became a doctor. 
a doctor of thugonomics. So you know he's an intelligent player. You know he's an intelligent player. Um, he's also he's not only there for winning, but he's there for like burying his opponents, which is a very clever gag for wrestling fans. <laughs> but it's, the, it's this kind of uh, ruthless aggression you need on the team. He's also impossible to mark. Do you know why? Why? I do know why, but do tell us. You tell me, Robin. He's impossible to mark because Sam, you can't see him. You can't see him. It's his catchphrase. You can't see me. And if you can't see someone, good luck trying to mark them. That's his very catchphrase. Difficult. That's his catchphrase. Yeah. You Listen, can't Sam, see me. You're such a Sam. You're such a huge wrestling fan that I I was quite convinced that that would be too entry level for you. That joke. I was like, he's not going to make it. He's never going to go. Of it. course. He's, but yeah. Listen. I if you can't see him, Sam, I think you're absolutely right. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? And and when, yeah. if you can see him, he's like nine foot of solid muscle. Does he say his catchphrase or he always has to be behind someone when he says it? He he kind of no. He like uh, takes his hand <laughs> and he like wipes it in front of his face. I'm doing it right now for you. He goes, you can't it. see me. <laughs> To make himself invisible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. I don't I don't really get it personally, but I love it. Um, he uh, <laughs> and he's so he, big um, as well. The idea that you can't yeah. see him is such nonsense because he's he, he's such a lump. You'd see him anywhere mm. in a game of Where's Wally. It would be so easy to find him. You'd be like, he, look for the massive guy. There he needs he to whoosh his hand in front of his whole body to be invisible. <laughs> in front of your face well, one of the uh, he is really big and that makes him not as as nimble as some of the smaller wrestlers but what that means is he's very simple he's very effective there's no frills he has what they call in wrestling the five moves of doom <laughs> so so he basically just does those moves but you know he's going to win he's called Big Match John because he has won and this is incredible this is a genuine fact he has won over 75% of all of his matches which is 1500 matches wow so winning 70 and that is Bearing in mind that wrestling is scripted, <laughs> like that's <laughs> insane that he has won that much. That's just how um, how kind of popular uh, and uh, popular he is. So as, as I said at the beginning, he's sixteen time world champion. That is equal e- equal the uh, the most amount of world championships ever won in all of wrestling. So it's a really strong first pick in the center of the park. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, um, he's in the middle as well because he's got that ruthless aggression. He's he's he can be an effective uh, uh, attacker with his five his five moves of doom. However, uh, he's also good in uh, defensively, defensive minded midfielder as well because he's got a big tackle. Uh, how do we know this? Because he frequently gets erections while wrestling. It's just something that happens. He love he just loves contact sport. <laughs> he just is this, he is this it, true? Yeah. This is true. This is, no, this is a true thing. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, if you just type it, I, I had to do this because I was like, how many times did this happen? And I just typed into Google uh, John Cena erection, and there's quite a lot of footage. So go. I mean, I remember it happening, and, and it's not just like like there was one match where he's uh, he's tag partners with Trish Stratus, who is a, an incredibly beautiful woman, and you're like, okay, fair enough. But there's also just his WrestleMania match with the Undertaker, who who is a seven foot <laughs> dead man. So, <laughs> And he's just got a full boner. It just it happens. He fully admits to it. He's like, yeah, it happens. But big tackle. You got you got to love that in the mid, in the middle of the park. Big tackle, and he can play on during that sort of stuff going as well. Oh well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He he continues, and he, and he and he still wins. <laughs> he can win with a with a with a full erection. I love it. Um, oh, oh, actually, speaking of speaking of penises as well. He so when he became the doctor of thugonomics, he had loads of like he's a good rapper, and uh, so he's really good at he's great at promos. So he's good at name calling, good at comebacks. Uh, some of them even rhyme, which is just makes a comeback better. But one of my favorite favorite things he ever said to someone, uh, well, just in a rap, was, uh, "My style's like a swollen penis. You can't beat me." Loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. So that's John Cena. The champ is here. Word life. Beautiful. And you're a fan. You're a fan of him, I guess. Uh, I am. I am a fan. But you know who I'm a bigger fan of, Matt. Go on. The person next to him in the middle of the park. 
Oh. It's The Rock. Yes. Mm. Finally, The Rock has come back to central midfield. So this match day, once again, it's the most electrifying man in all of the entertainment. He's going to lay the smack down on you. There's only two things you can do about it. Absolutely nothing and like it. There's nothing you can do, and the rock means nothing. So you better bring it, because surrounded by the millions and millions of the rock's fans, the Brahma ball is going to take that ball, turn it sideways, shine it up real nice, and stick it straight up your candy ass. (laughs) Tears will roll down your cheek and piss down your leg. Oh, you think this is funny, Hatcher? Do you think this is funny? Yeah. It doesn't matter what you think. Know your role and shut your mouth. The Great One is not only the people's champion, not only a ten-time world champion, not only the highest paid actor in the world for two consecutive years. No, he is also the jabroni-beaten, pie-eaten, trail-blazing, eyebrow-raising, kick the ball into the goal and shove it up your anal hole if you smell what the rock is kicking. Very nice. And scene. It was beautiful. That was great. I don't think we need anything else. (laughs) I was watching rock promos for two hours today to practice that, so you're welcome. I bet you had a good time and I bet your wife had an awful time. (laughs) (laughs) Which is pretty much the tagline for most of my relationships. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, listen, you've sold him. I don't need anything else. What else have you got? (laughs) Well, up front, uh, I've picked another another legendary uh, another legendary fighter. Uh, I previously did just mention him. It's the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, again, quite synonymous with wrestling. He's been around. He's been around for over thirty years. He's a complete veteran. Uh, he is the dead man, the phenom. Uh, so you can't kill him. He'll just he'll just sit up. <laughs> That's what he does. He gets hit really <laughs> hard, and you think you've won the match. He just sits up. Big tackle. Nope. He sits up and he's back to it again. Uh, The reason he's up front is because it is very well known that he is the best pure striker in sports entertainment history. So that's that, really. (laughs) Yeah. He's the bit. That's it. They say about him all the time. Best pure striker in sports entertainment. So he's the best. He's the best striker. He's the best. The best striker. But, well, this is massive because I don't know if you remember, but in Tom's team, he actually said that Alice Cooper was the best. Yeah, Alice so, Cooper says he's the best. Alice Cooper says he's the best, and people say that the Undertaker is the best, and it can't they can't be both of them. The best striker. Yeah, but the that's what they say about Alice Cooper. The, the best. Just the but best. Tom's mum is also the best. We know this. Yeah, no. To be fair, we have already <laughs> established that my mum is the best. <laughs> well, okay. Let me qualify for you a bit more. Then uh, he he's 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 the greatest pro striker, but uh, also he he's he's just consistently knocking in pile drivers left, right, and centre. Mm. Um, that's a wrestling joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he's, again, a very high winning record, particularly on the grandest stage of them all. He's very famous for his 21-0 undefeated streak at WrestleMania, so he's a big, big match player. He did, unfortunately, lose, and then it was 21-1, but he has since then continued and not lost... Uh, well, he actually did lose one more. But uh, <laughs> but he's, he did have a 21-0 uh, streak, uh, at WrestleMania. So is he past um, his best, Sam? Have you picked somebody here who's a little bit past their best? Well, no, I'm, I'm picking it. What? what so he, he's not going to be able to go up against a 77-year-old Alice Cooper? <laughs> no, he's no, in I his prime. Mean, so you're, you're, his prime. Yeah, you're, you're picking him in his prime, right? Okay, yeah, that's of course. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, he's up top. Uh, he's mean, mean Mark Callis. Uh, he's a badass, American badass. Uh, he's the phenom. So he's up front. Rest in peace. Yeah. 
Sure. There was listen, I don't I don't know a lot as much about wrestling as well you clearly, but like there was a big deal when he retired a while ago. He's obviously a bit of a fan favorite, so I think you've you've got a you've got a crowd-pleasing team here so far. It's got to be said. And everyone respects him. The dressing room has got his respect. He like he is he is basically the leader, the locker room leader. Everyone respects the hell out of him. They basically had this thing in wrestling, um, wrestlers court. Anytime there was a dispute backstage between anyone who was unhappy with somebody else, he would act as the judge to decide who was right, who was wrong, and deal out punishments. And people would just respect whatever decision it was because he had said it. <laughs> how, how old is he? Is because like, I, know, I know obviously you've got him in his prime, but just just in real life, how old is he? He's in his 50s now, I think. Because yeah. it's amazing that he still ever wrestles at that age, isn't it, really? Yeah, he had his last, I think it is his last match now. He had that uh, WrestleMania last year, 2020. Right. Um, and my, uh, I think I, I've, I've picked a picture of this guy. He wears, uh, well, he wears clothes. He wears like a big leather jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in terms of your other, you've got John Cena and uh, The Rock who are more of the traditional like in-your-pants wrestlers. So this guy is going to be better for those sort of cold weather games. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, he's got a big hat for, for rain. <laughs> Good, <Yeah>. a big <laughs> hat. <laughs> the cold uh, yes, weather games are going to be a real nightmare for John Cena's erections as well. We, we're going to hate to see that. Mm. That's not going to well, Or maybe not. Way. Maybe he'll just power power through. Maybe. Yeah, you've got a crowd around it for warmth. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, so The Rock, Undertaker and John Cena so yeah. far. Yeah, now we're going to go to uh, defence now. What is the best thing historically to use as defence? I'll tell you, it's a shield. So in, mm. in, in, in defense, I've got the shield. Oh. Now, now when we did uh, Queens, we had guest Laura Lex, and she had the whole of Queen in goal. So I don't see why I can't have the shield in defense. It's three men, three of the best men in uh, professional wrestling today. Dean Ambrose, otherwise known as John Moxley now, Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. I need to stop here because is this going to be allowed? <laughs> right. As referee, I want you to pitch it to me. Why should I allow it? Why? What is the shield? I don't know anything about that. Is that is that a team name? How are they formed together? And, and do they only perform together? They did for a while. Yeah. Not anymore. They're broken up now. But Right. But you're picking them from when they did perform together. I mean, I'm struggling to not. I'm struggling to have allowed Queen the full band and not allow this. I've got to be honest. I was livid that three that like all of Queen were allowed to be in goal. But I <laughs> yeah, thought, yeah. listen, maybe I'll give it a shot and I'll see if I can put the shield in defence. Because mainly because they're called the shield. Frankly, this is... The, I'm disappointed as the opposing manager that you take this cowardly route. I could have just picked a whole load of bands <laughs> and put them in each position. Yeah, but, you, but I'm not but a wuss. I'm not a wuss. Yeah, but you could have done. Wuss. It's up to the ref. Uh, it I'm, is up to the ref. I, 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 pitch it some more, please. I want to know more about the shield. Why have you picked them? All right. As I said, it's three of the best in the modern era. You've got the head of the table, the Messiah, and the Lunatic. So that is <laughs> that is a powerful uh, defensive trio right there. You've got their nine-time tag champions. There's nine world championships between them, including an, uh, an AEW title. There's four intercontinental titles between them, three US but, titles, a Ring of Honor title, a Ring of Honor tag title, and one NXT title. Come on. But more importantly, I'm just I'm, they only perform at the time of your of you picking them. They are only ever they only wrestle as a three they only ever wrestle nothing you never see one of them on their own they don't have solo careers no no you they're yeah just, no they did they did three. no they would have like you know one of them would have a match and the other two would be on the outside like cheering them on how about this uh, ref robin because uh, yeah it's it's a hot issue you know you had a, ba- a whole band before as a as a as a person how about meet halfway you can have these three but they always have to be 
holding hands. Like they also have to be like a singular unit <laughs> yeah, in contact with each other. Correct answer from Matt there. Yes, uh, they they always have to be not holding hands. I'm going to have linking arms at all. <laughs> linking arms, wait, wait. They always have to be linking arms and then I will consider them one unit. The reason that I, I hesitate is because Queen, uh, whilst Freddie Mercury had a small uh, solo career, really, they were a unit. You, you, you didn't get an individual one. It was Queen, 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 and they performed as a, as a, as a group at all times. I'm concerned about this because it sounds like they did have sort of solo interest but really it's the band queen so yes matt is correct i will allow them to work as a three as long as they're always working for the same goal thus i think that might be hindering do you think well you can pick a different different defense well i do i did i did obviously assume that this would be problematic (laughs) so i have i have picked a spare defender just in case um now this one is a little bit niche for people who aren't into wrestling currently uh it's, it's kenny omega now, Kenny Omega is regarded as one of the best wrestlers in the world today. My favourite thing about him is that he looks like a wrestler from 1980, and yet <laughs> it is 2021. Uh, he is the current AEW World Heavyweight Champion, uh, and AEW is the is the kind of new uh, upstart company that is starting to rival WWE, and they haven't had a big uh, kind of challenger for a long time, and AEW is brilliant. I would definitely suggest watching it. It's on ITV2 on Fridays. Um, <laughs> definitely worth watching. Uh, he's won titles all over the world, so lots of big fan base. Uh, he's big in Japan. Uh, he's lived there for a bit. Uh, he's won titles over there as well. He's called the best bout machine. It's another best. But he has the best bouts. Win or lose, you want to watch it because it, his bouts, his matches, are the best. Uh, he's had a string of five-star matches. He's incredible to watch. Why is he in defense? He is also known as the cleaner. So that's why he's in defense. He's going to sweep up. He, in fact, he used to literally bring a broom to the ring with him. <laughs> he's going to sweep up. Uh, recently, he's got a bit cocky um, as, the, as the current champion. So rather than bring the broom out himself, now he just has four women who bring four brooms out for him. Which is which is good. So he's going to sweep away those loose balls. He's going to mop the floor with you. He's also a last minute goal threat. Um, he likes to score at the death. Good night. Goodbye. Bang. Amazing. Would his uh, four broom women be his accessory, or is he allowed only one broom woman? Well, pro- presumably only one. <laughs> only yeah. one broom woman. But it's just just to highlight the fact that that's how much yeah. he loves sweeping. He gets other people to do it for him as well, and then he also does it himself. Loves it. Yeah, <laughs> he's also he's also straight edge, so no drug issues. There's going to be. Uh, I wonder how many of Tom's team are actually going to make the pitch before the uh, before the drug test pre match. Yeah, that is certainly a worry with a rock and roll team, isn't it? But um, less so less so with uh, wrestlers fully, you know, full athletes, aren't they? Wrestlers, that's the thing. Um, I love it. Oh, I love it. the broom. The broom is going to yep. be a useful accessory, definitely allowed. Don't know why you didn't open with that. Instead, you made us go through the rings of having three people on the pitch. And frankly, I'm furious about it. It's wrestling, Robin. You got to go through the ring now. In goal. <laughs> In goal, another one that, again, you might not know, but his reasoning for being in goal is so clear and obvious I had to pick him. His name is Mark Henry. Now, he is was legitimately the world's strongest man. He Ooh. won the Arnold Classic. He currently, even this was in the 90s, he even still holds a whole load of powerlifting records, world records. Uh, he was a two-time Olympian. Uh, and he's massive. He looks like a um, like a giant ball with legs. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's vast. So that presence, one on one with the, with Mark Henry in goal, you are going to absolutely poo your pants. Uh, monstrous presence. He's he's um he's like four hundred pounds. He used to be called sexual chocolate as well. So imagine four hundred pounds of sex sexual chocolate coming at you uh, when you're one on one. Big reason for him being in goal. Now he had an affair. Oh my God, I remember it. Good, I'm so glad. He had an affair with legendary 77-year-old wrestler Mae Young. 
and got her pregnant, right? Wow. But she was 77. There were complications at birth. Don't worry, they showed it all live on TV. So can you, Robin, if you know what happened, do you know what, do you know what she gave birth to? I don't remember that. All I want to say about this really is that when this happened, I was like seven years old and I remember uh, Mark, so the, the, it was May, wasn't it? The lady, the lady in May this, Young, yep. this relationship. She got her boobs out, didn't she? In the middle of the ring. And yeah. that was my first experience of seeing a woman's a woman's breasts when I was like seven years old. I was like, oh, I don't oh, like no, it Mae very Young's, much at all. Mae Young is amazing. She almost made the team just in her own right. She, <laughs> she's a phenomenal woman. She was taking bumps, which is like when you get uh, when you kind of get hit and, and fall down on your back uh, at 80 years old. She went she was put through a table like on top of someone's shoulders, put <laughs> through a table amazing. at 82. She just loved it. But anyway, when she gave birth, uh, she gave birth to a hand. That's right. <laughs> And it is proof that Mark Henry is a natural goalkeeper. His offspring are literal <laughs> hands. How is this so popular? How is wrestling Go and watch so popular? It. It's brilliant. <laughs> she gave birth to a hand. They, she delivered a hand. Mark Henry is the father of a hand. That's a, <laughs> it's a very good reason for the football thing. Mm-hmm. That, is very, very good. <laughs> that is the main bulk of, uh, of my team. Uh, now, I, need, I, I was a little bit worried about pace, so I've got a bit more pace on the bench um, with one of my favourites. Uh, who's that jumping out of the sky? Ari Y Mysterio. Here we go. It's Rey Mysterio, who is renowned as one of the uh, best luchadors ever to have lived. Um, He's got a huge Latin fan base, absolutely massive. Now, he's only five foot six. Uh, He's a half an inch shorter than me, which is a miracle. But he's incredible in the air. Does he have a luchador mask and a cape? He does. So I I don't know whether he'll be allowed to wear his mask. But if he's not allowed to wear it, no one's going to know what he looks like. Unless, of course, you watch WCW for a brief stint in 1999. You'll have no idea what he looks like. (laughs) Granted, he'll be the only person who's five foot six on the pitch, but hard to mark. Anyway, he's he's my pace. Uh, I've also got I've got some other people on the bench. Um, I've got Daniel Bryan. He's great on the counter. I've got Chris Benoit. Uh, we know how deadly he is. I've got Ric Flair as well. Sixteen-time uh, world champion, one of the best to ever do it. He's on the bench though, woo, because he is renowned as the dirtiest player in the game. So that is a little bit of a oh, that's going to be a problem with the guy who really likes cleaning. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good point. Maybe they can't be on the pitch at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I've also got uh, the Young Bucks. They are the current AEW Tag Team Champions, Nick and Matt Jackson. Uh, now, kicking is very important in football, and we all know that they have super kicks. A whole party of them. In fact, that's a very clever joke. Uh, I've also got Chris Jericho <laughs> uh, on the bench. Uh, we know that he can unlock defences because he can break walls down. Uh, and he's also played and been champion in all divisions and leagues, so we need that veteran experience. I've got Randy Savage on the bench as well. He's a tower of power. Too sweet to be sour. Uh, he's also a million percent and i don't know if you know but that is better than 100 percent. so you can't argue <laughs> it's not though is it what a million yeah it's way better. a million is better than 100 but a million percent and 100 percent 100 percent exists and a million percent doesn't so, no, it's well, it does. so it's, i love it it's so uh like grown up like using schoolyard things uh, a million percent <laughs> yeah <laughs> a million one uh, yeah also the last man bench as well is uh, aj styles because he's phenomenal uh now there was a lot of people that i couldn't pick for specific reasons, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. You might think he'd be there, but let's be honest, he's serving a ban for drinking. I didn't pick Randy Orton because he's a dick. I didn't pick Hulk Hogan. Um, I was I kind of wanted to put him in goal because he's got 24-inch pythons, brother. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. Randy famous. Orton is a dick. Is that his wrestling costume or he's not? No, I person? just think he's a dick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no joke there apart from my opinion, really. Um yeah, Hulk Hogan's got uh, 24-inch pythons, a big arm, so I thought about putting him in goal. He's massively famous, but also racist. Kick it out. No place for it in football. He's got incredible pedigree, but there is no room for racism 
in the modern game. Speaking of pedigree and modern game, it's Triple H. He's got a pedigree. He is called the game. He's always saying he's the game, so he can't be on the pitch because it's just all about ego, and I worry about him using a sledgehammer in the middle of a fight. Uh, Brock Lesnar wanted him on there, former UFC champion, wanted him, can't afford him. Bret Hart, he's the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. He was going to be on the pitch, but then we forgot about Tom's mum, Alice Cooper, and The Undertaker. <laughs> Quite clearly. Nightmare. Uh, I've got some good backroom staff as well. I've got uh, I've got some assistant managers. Bobby the Brain Heenan. He's literally a brain, so you need that kind of smarts. Uh, Paul Heyman as well. Good in press conferences. My chairman, Tony Khan. Not Vince McMahon. Tony Khan. Uh, because he literally owns a Premier League football club. Um, as well as AEW Wrestling. So he owns Fulham. He's going to have some good background knowledge. Uh, and he's also apparently much nicer to work for. Uh, and my half-time entertainment, the Honky Tonk Man. There's a, there's a Honky Tonk Man? He's an Elvis impersonator, also a wrestler. Okay, cool. So of course. I love Elvis. So it's perfect for me. I think um, at this juncture, uh, everybody listening at home, I think it's quite important to, like we said that Sam really likes wrestling, obviously, and I think that's probably come through. But um, Sam went for his actual real life honeymoon on a a wrestling cruise. That's the level that Sam enjoys wrestling. So the excitement here for Sam, Mm. this is, this is all, this is all real. Had a lovely chat with Kenny Omega. He really did. I bumped into him in a corridor. He was lost. I told him where to go. So, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got uh, my management skills because I've met some of these people. So my management, I've met Chris Jericho, for example. Uh, It it turns out that his PA is also from Brighton. So we had a lovely little chat about that. In fact, I shared a hot tub with John Morrison, um, current current WWE superstar. And while that was happening, it wasn't just John Cena that was getting an erection whilst in the vicinity of other wrestlers, (laughs) was it, Sam? Uh, Absolutely right. When I saw the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes dressing up as Nintendo characters on a boat in the middle of the Bahamas, I'll tell you, I had a full-on erection. I was holding up the cruise with it. (laughs) It it could have been used as a flotation device if they would have gone down. (laughs) No. No. It's true. Yeah, and guys, I quite like rock music. (laughs) Uh, no no tents being pitched there. Look, uh, Sam, this is incredible. You obviously love the wrestling. Uh, do you want to remind us one more time of your Fantasy Five? Yes, in goal, uh, we have parent to a hand. It's Mark Henry. Uh, at at centre-back, we've got Kenny Omega. In the centre of midfield, we have John Cena and The Rock. And up front as the best pure striker in all of sports entertainment, it's The Undertaker. Well, there we have it. That is Team Wrestlers. Well, we have the teams. Now it's time to see how the managers feel about their chances. Tom, with your rock stars, you're the home team today. How are you doing? We're going to rock it, aren't we? <laughs> Rock-a-doodle-doo. Look, honestly, Sam's, Sam's uh, passion for his team is admirable. But honestly, I think it might be what lets him down. I think he, he hero-worships his players too much. They're not going to follow him, you know? He, he, he feels like they're above him, whereas my players are going to damn well respect me. Rock out. Let's go. Nice. Uh, also, you're the home team. What's the home stadium today? The home stadium is going to be Download Festival at Donington Park. Um, it's an epic gathering of rock people. Uh, I will be honest, there are going to be a lot of wrestling fans there as well. But hey, mm-hmm. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Let's party. Great stuff. Sam, loving the wrestlers. How are you feeling? Unbelievable scenes. Do you know what happens at Download Festival alongside the music? It's WWE wrestling, mate. Oh, yeah. It's been there for the last few years. Absolutely insane. I'm going to have loads of fans making the trip. Yeah, I'm not worried at all. 
Gene Simmons has got face paint and sleeps with his fans. I've got Sting and Val Venus, mate. Rick, Rick Allen only got one arm. I've got Zach Gowan. He's got one leg. Joan Jett has a bomb. I've got Atsushi Anita, who pioneered the exploding barbed wire death match. Alice Cooper cut off his head and is a demon. I've got Al Snow and Finn Balor. Yeah, but you don't actually have any of those people. You don't have any of those people. You didn't pick them. So, bad luck. On the bench, mate. No, you didn't put them on the bench. <laughs> also, importantly, she might have only a sorbet. We don't know that she's got a bomb. It might be a sorbet. <laughs> also, Slash wears a hat. I've got the Godfather. Move on. You, you didn't pick any of these people. Uh, excuse me. These are separate press conferences, Tom. Separate press conferences. <laughs> Unbelievable lack of professionalism from the home manager there. The referee You're a lack of professionalism. Your mum's not the best. Right, let's go. Oh! <laughs> Well, who's who got in trouble when their mum heard the podcast, Robin? Was it me or you? Yeah, it was me because Yeah, your mum literally best. told you off because she she said you should have defended me. Oh, that's nice. Robin's mum listens. <laughs> wait, 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 why was it told off? I was told off because because I said because in the commentary we said that Tom's mum was the best and my mum was annoyed because she was like, Well, I'm the best. Basically what's gonna happen now is our parents are gonna have an actual bar brawl. I'm gonna break a bottle, throw it in between them and leave our parents to fight it out and see who wins. And my mum will win. Because she's the best. <laughs> and join us for that podcast episode where we talk about that as it happens. <laughs> but for now, there's only one thing left to do. It's time for kickoff. Let's get ready to rock and or rumble. Welcome to Download Festival, where Rockstars FC take on Wrestlers Albion. The wrestlers are still in their dressing room, applying copious amounts of baby oil to one another, as the writers tell them that this match is going to end one all, so they are fully aware of the expected outcome before the match has even started. Rockers are on the pitch already, still trying to sort out their sound check. Apparently Cooper has too much snare in his monitors. Team wrestlers are now coming out onto the pitch and it's going to take about 20 minutes as they each go through their elaborate entrance routines. It's finally time for kickoff. John Cena slides in on Alice Cooper. A nasty tackle. Oh, Cooper has broken his nose. He's bleeding. Oh no, all over Cena. But that's not blood. That's poison running through his veins. Mm, Sin has been poisoned. And my God, it's given him an erection. Kenny Omega cleans up a dangerous looking cross from Slash and pulls the V-trigger for a long ball up to The Undertaker. His brother Kane watches on from the stands as Taker slams a tombstone pile driver right at Rick Allen, who can't save it because he's only got one arm. Oh, it's a goal for the wrestlers. 1-0. And it appears that Rick is asking Mark Henry if he can borrow his son, who, of course, was born a hand and has now presumably grown up into an arm. The scenes. Rick Allen in goal, giving a part of his drum kit to teammate Joan Jett and telling her that he loves her. That really is a symbol of affection. Ba-dum-tsh. The Rock taking a shot at goal. Ba-dum-tsh. I don't get that joke. It wasn't a... Oh, never mind. The Undertaker tries to nip past Joan Jett, but she pulls out a cherry bomb and throws it right into the big man's path. And he loses his footing and slips in the sticky cherry mess left by a delicious-looking M&S sorbet. Mm, Joan gets on the ball and clears it downfield. A pass to John Cena, who is unmarked because no one can see him. He whips it into the box and the rock. Oh, no. Oh, he's missed an open goal and kicked his own ass. He really has hit rock bottom. Alice Cooper being summoned to the sidelines by the assistant and he's being served with some papers by a young man in a suit. Yes, that's Tom's mum's lawyer who is suing him for claiming to be the best when, in fact, she is the best. That will be a lengthy court battle and hopefully it won't distract him from the game at hand. 
Robin's mum is watching on from the stands, sharpening a pointed stick with a maniacal glint in her eye. And there's the halftime whistle. Team Rockstars stay on the pitch, of course, to provide their own halftime entertainment. And as part of the show, Alice Cooper guillotines his own head off. That does seem like it might affect his performance in the second half. I don't think he's thought this through. At the start of the second half, we can see three members of the wrestling faction, The Shield, are just on the sidelines holding hands. Not sure if they think they're going to be subbed on or just find comfort in it. Slash floats a hopeful cross into the box. There's nowhere near anybody. That'll surely go out for a goal kick. No! Oh! Gene Simmons jumps up. He's a good six feet away from the ball, but there's a creepily long and dexterous tongue which emerges from his throat to slap in a wet and sloppy goal. He's a good header. 4,800 people can attest to how much Gene loves head. The ball is being swapped out for a less spit-covered one, but it is one all. Slash is on a blistering solo run. Twists and turns and tricks. He's got options in the box, but Slash goes it alone. Looks to shoot. Omega forces him out wide. Slash still on the ball. Surely he'll pass it now. Slash comes back at Omega, goes past him now. Building up for something big here. Building up. Big finish. Any second. Slash lines up a shot. Dummies wide and continues his run. This is getting ridiculous. It's been six minutes now. Slash still in possession. Cooper, Simmons and Jet are all in the box screaming for a pass. Well, not Cooper, he doesn't have a head. But Slash just ignores them and for some reason attempts a 30-yard backheel shot instead, which goes pitifully wide. Some incredible skill from Slash in the build-up, but really, what was the point? Mark Henry with a goal kick. Looks like he's going to pass it to John Cena, but no. He completely lied and passes it elsewhere. Cena is almost as shocked as the fans are, but it's nice to see Henry keeping himself relevant for the first time in years. The Rock is on a hell of a run and heading straight to goal. Rick Allen doesn't look worried in the slightest. He's pulling out a sheet of A4 and has thrown it right at the People's Champion, who has crashed to the floor and he is screaming in pain. Well, Paper does always beat Rock. And it looks like The Rock is leaving the pitch to pursue a career elsewhere and he'll be replaced by Daniel Bryan, which is a surprise. That's right, we never thought he'd play again, but he's back. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Wrestling joke. Joan Jett with a crouch tackle on The Undertaker there. And she's going to run away with it. She's ruthless as she goes past Daniel Bryan. That's why they say she has a black heart. And Shotty Blackheart drives onto the pitch in a tiny tank. She's a wrestler who took her name from Jett's band. She's aiding Jett, a defector. It's a 1-2 with a pitch invader. She has a tiny tank. Yep, wrestling is really stupid. Jett crosses it to Alice Cooper, who now can't see anything because, of course, he lacks a head. He uses the fake zombie corpse of Cold Ethel as a baseball bat. Ooh! Mark Henry uses his sizeable fist to knock the shot wide. That was a sexual stop shot. And that's it. The bell has rung for the end of the match. It's a time limit draw. Not the slobber knocker we were hoping for. Disappointing stuff. Yes, it's like the 2015 Royal Rumble all over again. Rockers won, wrestlers won. The Rockers are furious that they couldn't grab a second goal, whilst the wrestlers are happy that they stuck to the strict scripting of the league writers. Over to me in the studio. Thanks, me. Great stuff. Well, what a game it was. Now let's get the reactions from the managers. Tom. Oh, well, it's a draw. It's a second draw between me and Sam. We've, we've played twice. We've drawn twice. Clearly, there's nothing to separate our managerial prowess. Uh, you are as equally good and or bad as each other. 
Yeah, uh, I've got to be honest. Perhaps the the most exciting element is is what will happen with my mum's lawsuit. That's really now the the big <laughs> victory I can take away from this season. <laughs> uh, Sam, yes, another draw. How you doing? I wanted to win, Matt. It's still real to me, damn it. Um, but I mean, this is classic wrestling trope. You know, it's one a, it's 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 one a piece. There's going to be a deciding game, isn't there? There's got to be a deciding deciding fixture at a bigger point. It was all playing to the next fight that we have against each other. Absolutely. The drama is just building, if anything. Uh, well, we'll have a quick look at the league standing. So currently, yes, Tom and Sam are equal with eight points each, Robin with six, and myself with a gentleman's three. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all to play for now, though. One victory, and that puts me in the lead. I could I could do it, guys. It, nobody saw it coming, but I could, I could clinch this. Unbelievable. <laughs> nobody saw it all, wants it. So <laughs> we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, uh, let us know what you thought of today's teams or the result on social media. We are at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. A huge thank you, of course, to our incredible producer, Paul, for making us all sound lush. Please follow Fantasy Five on your preferred podcast provider and give us a five star review if that's something that you can do. So, next week, we are going to be taking a week off. However, we're going to be back the week after with a special guest episode. It's Lauren Patterson who's going to be joining us, and it's Oscars week, so she is going to be forming a team made of Meryl Streep characters going up against Matt's team of Tom Hanks characters. I, for one, cannot wait. We'll see you then. And it's time for us to hit the showers. Why is that guy waving his hand in front of his face just staring at me with a boner? <laughs> you can't see me! You can't see me! Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 